LinkedIn recently released a study that stated veterans are 160% more likely to have an advanced degree than their civilian counterparts. Think about that for a moment. 160% more likely to have an advanced degree. Yet they're also 16% more likely to be underemployed than their civilian counterparts. And there was one institute that released a study that said 43% of veterans are more likely to leave their first jobs in year one. Now there's some debate around that study, but what it points to is that if veterans don't find a best fit job, they're likely to leave. And the reason they state is no alignment, no professional development, and no clear understanding of upward mobility. So how does one properly translate their experience so he or she can determine alignment and that the hiring manager can clearly see alignment? And despite having more experience and likely a better education than the person sitting across the desk during the interview, is it wise to take the starter job just to get your foot in the door? We're going to answer those questions and more. Today's guest is actually going to help us unpack these questions. So welcome to the Military Wire with Mike Schindler. This is the podcast where we interview America's most elite men and women who have served this country. We share their stories of overcoming, their proven lessons in leadership, and their journey to finding mission and purpose. Well, LinkedIn recently released their Veterans Opportunity Reports, which found that even veterans with a bachelor's degree had almost three times more work experience than their civilian counterparts, but they still faced the issue of underemployment. And I know this can be frustrating. I experienced it myself before I got into my mission purpose part of my life. I mean, it could be frustrating from leading many to suddenly having this start over experience where you're thinking, man, my experience is so massive and my knowledge is so great, but all of that seems unimportant, and we're wondering if it can be avoided, or should it just be embraced? Our guest today is Dave Van Slambrook, Director, Human Resources, Finance at Starbucks, who previously to this job served 28 years in the United States Army, served as Garrison Commander, Battalion Commander, Inspector General, Assistant Chief of Staff for United States Pacific Command, and finally retired out as a Colonel. Dave, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Mike. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Yeah, so I, I'm loving this, and I just got to say I'm going to date this podcast a little bit, but uh, you and I will still be friends even though Army will lose the upcoming Army-Navy game. Right? <laughs> I don't see it that way. <laughs> I'm sure you don't. I'm sure you don't. So I want to talk about your experience because it's massive. Um, I would always, you know, if we were on installation, I would give you a smart salute if I saw you coming uh, and still to this day would probably give you a smart salute. Uh, your, your experience puts you at the top of the food chain as far as rank, as far as experience, leadership, dealing with problems, challenges people. If you were to walk into a company today with that type of experience, having developed it in the corporate sector, you'd be like a godsend. But yet you have it from the military sector. So let's talk about your transition how did that transition from top of food chain into the corporate sector go for you? Yeah, so uh, first of all, it was a circuitous route, um, and ultimately there was a lot of, uh, of good fortune involved uh, that worked out extremely well for me and landed me with a company that I, uh, I have, have really uh, come to, to love and appreciate. Um, when I was in the process of transition, I, I have to be honest, I wasn't quite frankly sure exactly what I wanted to do next. Um, as would be typical for a lot of guys in my or gals in my position, I, I was leaning toward a civil service role, 
um, and applied for a number of them. Um, but as I was waiting on the outcomes of those processes, I decided to just take a look around locally uh, at what opportunities were available in the private sector. So I started pretty simply by just one day going to a job fair, one of many that have been held on Joint Base Lewis-McChord. Um, you know, one of the instantly recognizable banners that I spotted when I when I walked in was Starbucks. Um, I'd heard of the fact that Starbucks had undertaken a veterans hiring initiative. Um, I'd heard that it was a great place to work, um, and I enjoyed Starbucks coffee and was interested in learning more about it. But I had no particular role in mind. I, I wasn't even sure that Starbucks was ultimately the company I'd be interested in. Uh, I just wanted to learn more. So I, I talked with um, Starbucks military recruiter who was there at the time. Um, he really welcomed me and explained uh, about the Veterans Hiring Initiative and about working at Starbucks. Uh, but then when I handed him my resume, uh, he remarked he really wasn't sure what kind of role Starbucks might have for me <laughs> or if they would have a role. Um, sure. He did promise, though, uh, to share my resume with his manager to get his perspective. Um, so long story short, he did that. And uh, it was the recruiting manager at the time for Starbucks Military Recruiting who spotted by really reading a lot into my resume, and I want to emphasize that, um, that I might be a great fit for a position as a human resources uh, generalist or what we call business partner here, which well, is so Starbucks. Let's, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second, Dave. I mean, you, you talk about the – I mean – if you look at somebody with your background, garrison commander, battalion commander, inspector general, you know, assistant chief of staff, I mean, these are pretty hard-hitting, you know, weighted positions. Obviously, those of us who have served in the military understand what those mean. Those probably in corporate don't. So how did they take from your resume, because we get this a lot, you know, like, can you please help us translate resumes, which is sure. code for, you know, I have no idea what ex what all – of this experience means, how did they derive from your resume that you would be a great generalist for HR? Yeah, so I think I think a couple pieces. One would be that the the military recruiting manager who looked at at my experience because he was a veteran himself knew what mm. those kinds of jobs entail in terms of leadership. So yeah. the human resources generalist or business partner. Um, job is really a lot about doing the same kinds of things that any people leader in the military would do on a day-to-day -day basis. Employee relations, um, in some cases investigations, um, organizational development, um, team development, individual development, training, all of those things are part of that generalist um, HR role. And those all line up directly with experience that we the, the typical military leader has their entire career, whatever the length of that career is. So how would you, so that's interesting to me. Uh, so how would you recommend, I mean, now you're sitting in a, in a direct role, human resources, direct role. So what would you say is the most effective way to translate our experience in the military? So, HR understands. Now, you were fortunate that somebody had already served, right? So they had that visibility. But what if somebody hasn't served? What's the best way that you see to translate that experience? Absolutely. So, so the first thing I'd say is imagine that you're talking to somebody in that resume, and you're not going to have you're not going to have an actual voice. You're going to you're going to have a piece of paper that somebody's going to look at for a, a very short period of time. 
that you're talking to somebody who has really no familiarity whatsoever with the military. Um, and now that's that seems pretty simple and straightforward. But I say that because you know the first part of the process is the is is going to be the recruiter screening that resume. Right. And so what has to resonate, and the way the way that I did this, I know there are a million uh, opinions on resumes, but the way I did this was to articulate in the first quarter page of the resume that I qualified for the role. And again, mm. yeah, I, there was help in translation, right? But here's what I learned from that. Um, First, I would say that you're writing to that level so that you're, you're focused on somebody. Imagine you're explaining to a family member what a battalion commander does or is. Kind yeah. of start there from that, from that perspective. Um, first, I would say research the job that you're looking at and really, or, or the industry that you're looking at. So as, as an example for me, I didn't even know what job I was, was seeking. I just, was interested in getting on board with Starbucks. What would that look like? Um, of course, it, it occurred to me that because I was, um, you know, I had I had a lot of uh, logistics background, I had inspector general background, that there were specific things that I could potentially do. But really understanding um, and researching to the best of your ability what the required experiences and skill sets are for the role to which you're applying and the language that the business uses to describe them. So. Part of that could be in the job ad. You could see in there that, there, for example, the words strategic business partner were in my job description. Well, I, I understood the word strategic. Business partner kind of made sense. I didn't really know what that role entailed exactly. So I had to kind of do some research on what is the current parlance? What, what do we, how do we characterize business partnership? Um, and so I think in those ways, starting out with an understanding of what the role is asking for is really important. The second part of that is, and this, this has kind of been learned over time. Again, I, I got really fortunate that somebody was familiar. But what I, would, what I tell anyone that I'm talking to now coming from, uh, you know, the military is um, review each of the roles that you've had that may contain relevant experience. And rather than trying to focus on how the entire job you had matches the job you're seeking, break it down into individual skill sets that you uh, that you used and experiences that you had in that job. In some cases, we, we walk right past a lot of experience that we have in a role by assuming that people will know, for example, what a battalion commander is. You know, even, yeah. even to anyone off the street, battalion commander sounds kind of big and important, but um, there's a lot more to it than just strictly what we would describe as the main requirements of the job. And that's where, in my resume, as an example, I only had the words human resources in one place, and that was under my degree because I have a human resources development uh, uh, a master's degree. So, you know, it's, it's things like that that um, get in the way of really describing what was the what were the particular building blocks of that job that would apply to this work in in the private sector? Well, see, I think what I what I love about what you're saying too is well, a few things that you're saying that that your proper that I think you're 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 clearly breaking down is number one, you got to do the research. You, you've got to you've got to somewhat you know understand 
you know, either the industry or the role, pull that information out and then figure out in my experience in the military, what did I do that is going to add value to that position? And can I back that up based on what I've done? Correct? Am I hearing yes. that correctly? Okay. That, that is absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, so, because oftentimes it does, it's not intuitive to say, well, I was a support operations officer, and here's a general description of what that is, and people will just read from that 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 experience applies. It's it's almost answering letter for letter. Do you have experience as a strategic business partner? Yes, here are the 14 years or whatever that I had of, of strategic business partner experience. Yeah, so it's like supporting the fact that, yes, I'm saying it, but here's the support to back it up. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so that's so good because I think – yeah, there's a disconnect sometimes, uh, you know, when we see our transitioning service members, they put great resumes together, and I'm like, okay, but tell me where you're adding value. And they're like, well, you uh, see right here. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't see that, right? So you're you're talking about being able to pull that out so that people clearly see that and understand it, and I love that. Yeah. that which leads me to, you know, this whole starting over piece. We hear this a lot. Um, you know, I accomplished so much in the military and now I have to take this job that is so beneath my skill set. Um, and obviously the data shows that two people are taking those jobs. So two questions there. Number one, should one do it? And I think the follow on to that is if, if so, should they only do it if there's a clear path to advancement? Right. Yeah. And, and what I'd say, Mike, is it's, it's a very personal question to answer because I think yeah. it really comes down to, your reasons um, for, or, or I would say, you know, what are those things that as you're transitioning from the military, you want to achieve in this next stage of, of your life? Um, and so it kind of starts with there. So um, I'd say you have to have your own reasons for making the decision to, to take that step down. I'm not sure I have a clear answer, yes or no, that is universal, but I can share what my experience was. Yeah. It has yeah. proven to be the right decision to me for three reasons. One, I made the decision because I felt it would both give me the opportunity to quickly add value in a completely foreign setting, um, the corporate environment. Two, because the idea of rolling up my sleeves and effectively learning the corporate environment and the skill sets I'd need as an HR professional really excited me. And I enjoyed the idea of kind of getting back to being an individual contributor for a while and, and, and you know, having to learn predominantly in my role. And then the third reason was because it really gave me the opportunity to learn about business generally and particularly Starbucks business before I started leading in that environment. And, you know, while we think of, of military leadership in part as um, applicable in almost any circumstance, and I, and I would say absolutely it is, but what, what my observation is um, on, you know, on this side of the fence now is that um, in the private sector, they, they may not necessarily really know or understand how we build leaders, the degree to which leaders are, are mm -hmm. you know, developed over the course of their career. And so it, it doesn't come as a foregone conclusion that you're arriving um, with, with instant pickup capabilities in business leadership. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important to remember. I would also say then it's not for everybody. And I can say, you know, I, I can't really say, yes, you should do it. But you need to have your own reasons why you're confident that it can work. Um, and that's kind of thinking through, am I, am I willing to go back to uh, 
you know, rolling up my sleeves and, and actually doing the work myself? Am I willing to start in a humbler place where people aren't going to stand up when I walk in the room or people aren't going to salute? You know, those kinds of things really you have to decide for yourself. And for me, I decided that I thought I could make it work and it's proven to be successful. I think in terms of your second question, um, whether you should do it as long as there's a clear path to develop advancement, um, I think that there is a reasonable way to look at it um, in terms of, yes, in most companies that you would join, if you join at a lower level, there will generally be a path to advancement. But I would also say that clear path to advancement is largely based on your experience in the business world and the way the company yeah. views it. So there are lots of companies who do really understand, and start, you know, Starbucks is one, who have really taken a lot of measures to understand the veterans' experience, what we bring to the table, um, and, and so have a, a degree of common knowledge across the organization. But that's not every company. Um, the other thing that you have to factor in is that um, even if even if they do understand your experience and they would say, oh, he's on a development, uh, an accelerated development path, there has to be the business opportunity for that. Mm, yeah. There has to be a reason the business needs an additional person at that next level. And that's where it becomes challenging because unlike the military where you can kind of count on promotion at certain gates, right. uh, here that absolutely isn't the case. You, you the, the opportunity has to arise. And most businesses are not in these days in the business of expanding. I mean, some are, but many are not in the retail industry. You know, we, we have to manage pretty closely. And so um, it is something to know going into it that, yeah, that opportunity has to arise. Well, and I think what, again, and this is so helpful because in many ways you're talking about the end in mind. Like you clearly have to understand what your best year yet looks like. Like if, you know, if I were to take this job and everything was amazing and perfect and, and I could really, you know, design my life, what does that look like? And does this job, this position get me closer to that? And I, I think as you're speaking, I'm, I'm, I'm filtering through that lens because honestly, if, if we've started there, like, you know, what, what do I want my life to look like after I get out? Uh, then determining the job and what that job, you know, what that job offers and certainly what I bring to the job, a lot of that becomes more clear, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think it's starting with the end of mind, which shouldn't be really hard for us you know, certainly in the military, because it's not like we ever took a mission without knowing what the outcome or at least what the proposed outcome was going to be. I think we got to do that in life. And I think sometimes we forget to do that. It's like, well, I'll just do a job. Right. Uh, okay. But right. for what? Right. So I think you're saying you need to figure out the but for what piece because you've got to live with that but for what piece. So um, yes. I, I love that. And, let, and let's talk about Starbucks because you guys have been a leader in the hiring veteran space. You guys have been instrumental. I know that, you know, the Schultz family has devoted a lot of money towards, you know, veteran employment. Um, I know the company Starbucks has, has this huge, you know, initiative to hire, continue to hire vets. So what are the values that Starbucks actually sees in veterans? And with somebody working at Starbucks, what can they expect? Yeah, Mike, you know, if you, if you look at Starbucks mission and values, um, our values align in many ways with those that we have held high uh, in military culture, and that and that has become 
clearer, the more veterans we hire. I mean, Starbucks values the leadership skills and the work ethic of veterans and military spouses, and you know those skills and qualities are invaluable to our success and, and exactly really what we're looking for in every new partner. Um, Starbucks has been a leader in this area. Um, you know, we recently announced that we've exceeded now our hiring goal of over 25,000 vets uh, by 2025. Um, we, we achieved that this year, six years early, and we're already at 26,000 and counting. Wow. Um, we also, moving forward, aspire to now continue that commitment by hiring 5,000 veterans and military spouses annually. Um, oh, that's that's impressive. And I love that you include the spouses in that because I, I think sometimes we overlook the spouses, right? We always pay attention to those of us who are in uniform, but the spouses bring so much yes. uh, to the workplace. And I I, I I salute Starbucks for understanding that value. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, what I would say to expect in terms of, of your experience, um, you know, will we'll of course differ by the type of role in the work environment. But that ranges from our retail stores to our manufacturing plants to our support centers like our headquarters here in Seattle. But I would say what you can universally expect here um, is a meaningful career experience and a supportive community. You'll be welcomed. Mm-hmm. You'll be honored as a veteran and military spouse for, from the time you're a partner here. Um, and my personal experience has been that that has continued on uh, over the course of my time here. Um, and, you know, the ways in which Starbucks continues to demonstrate that commitment are many. I mean, you know, starting with the hiring piece, you know, over time we've attended over 500 hiring fairs across the nation supporting transitioning vets and spouses. Um, as far as what we offer here at the company, we have – you know, programs for our National Guard and Reservists where we offer 80 hours of military service paid uh, from paid leave from Starbucks. We have the Armed Forces Network, which is an ever-growing uh, network of veterans that started here in the SSC, but now we have chapters all over the United States, which serves as kind of a support uh, support vehicle uh, to, to help one another transition. And you get a range of experience there from veterans who may have retired 15 or 20 years ago and had some experience in the private sector before they even got to Starbucks to the person who's two days out of the out of the Navy or the Marines. Mm-hmm. Um, so great support network. We have in Starbucks College Achievement Plan, we've got, um, you know, this is a program where any partner, part-time or full-time, gets 100% paid tuition for, for a bachelor's education at um, Arizona State University. And now we've extended that for veterans. You can pass that along to your to your qualifying family members. Uh, we've opened 62 family military family stores um, and impacted veterans through our partnerships with veteran service organizations. You know, and the numbers are around 440,000 there. So nice. I could go on, but that gives you an example of yeah. continued commitment the company has to veterans and military spouses. In I, I transition. Think- yeah, I think that's amazing. I think that's impressive. And, and for people that want to know more, uh, because there's more than just uh, being a barista at Starbucks, right? Sure. I mean, there's so many other opportunities that, that, that are available at Starbucks. And I think sometimes we just think, geez, I don't want to go to Starbucks and just be a barista. There's opportunities for that. There's availability to, you know, to move up and move onward and, and et cetera as you said, but if people want to learn more about the opportunities at Starbucks, Dave, how, how do they go about doing that? Where, what uh, website should they visit? 
Yeah, so it's uh, it's www.starbucks.com, um, and if you go to the bottom of the landing page, look under careers, um, and that's where you can uh, you can search either by kind of category of role. So you can look at jobs in our retail environment, the corporate roles, manufacturing roles, or internships, or you can look even by location to see what's available uh, locally to you. Oh, I love that. Well, Dave, I just want to thank you for being on the show. For those of you who are interested in Starbucks, be sure you visit Starbucks. Visit their website, starbucks.com. Uh, do what Dave Van Slambrook told you to do, which is go to the bottom and look for careers. And for those of you who are interested in discovering your post-service identity, prepare, plan, and execute on your best year ever after transition. You can visit us at operationmilitaryfamily.com or you can DM me on LinkedIn. Dave, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you, Mike, and thanks for all the work that you're doing for our transition veterans and military spouses. Very great. Yeah, my pleasure.